Welcome to The Heart Zone, featuring George Cannon. This broadcast is a time of teaching and encouragement from Kerwinsville Christian Church. For more information, we invite you to visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. And now for a message from The Heart Zone. Here's George Cannon. You know, guys, we've been going through the Gospel of Matthew, and uh, we've been really in the Sermon on the Mount for the last few weeks, and one of the things that we've been looking at is the whole issue of heart issues. Jesus is more than just with Christianity. He's more than just calling you to do a set of actions. He's calling you to change your hearts, because it's easy for us to do the actions, right? Right? Well, I don't think so, George. Well, typically, yeah, you're here this morning. That's an action. And typically, we've thought in terms of our Christianity and our being in a right relationship with God. We've looked at it based upon how many times we come to church or something. You know, back in Jesus' day, there were a group of people who had all of the right actions, kept all of the traditions, and they were the Pharisees. But if you look at verse 20 of chapter 5, Jesus is saying there, Unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the Pharisees, you'll not inherit the kingdom. What's he talking about there? Well, the righteousness of the Pharisees was not an internal righteousness, but was an outward righteousness of all of their actions. He's calling us to something more than just our outward actions. He's calling for a change in our heart. And when you go through this gospel and you're in that Sermon on the Mount, you're right here and you see Jesus, he's really dealing with six different issues. We've looked at four of them so far that I call heart issues. Because he's dealt with the action. You've heard it said is how he starts off these sections. He talks about the, the law or, or, the, or the principle that's followed. But I say to you, he's telling you something more than that, and usually it's about the heart. And so when we've looked at it, we've looked at the whole issue of your anger equaling murder, that was the first one, lust and adultery, the issue of divorce, and last week it was the issue of your integrity, your character through the, through the making of those. Today we're going to do with something that all of us here are struggling with. Because you might be looking at those other four and say, well, I don't have an issue with that, George. I don't struggle in that area. Well, I'm going to be flat out honest with you. This one you definitely struggle with. Every single one of you struggles with this. How do you know that, George? Well, it's that time of the year when we have these pesky little bugs around here called, what, mosquitoes. And, and I'm sure that if you're outside and you're enjoying the great outdoors, and one of these little bugs lands on you and starts drawing from your little hemoglobin in your body, how many of you just say, oh, go right ahead, take as much as you want? Your natural reaction when that happens is to kill it. You're getting what? Even. See, our natural reaction is is that when somebody hurts us, we want to hurt them back. Isn't that right? Now, do we all struggle with that? Oh, no, George, I'm, I'm, I'm perfect. No, you're not. Trust me. Look at how you react when somebody cuts you off in traffic. Did you know what I'm saying? We want to get even. It's the whole issue of vengeance. Now Jesus wants to come along, not wants to, he comes along, and he addresses the issue of our tendency to want to have 
vengeance. Because here's the problem. The problem is we've developed a system to how to cope with it in our lives. What do you mean by that, George? Well, let's look at the scripture first, and then we'll talk exactly about what Jesus is saying here. So if you look with me at chapter 5, look at verse 38. Again, he's going to start off with what the principle is that they're operating by, especially the Pharisees are operating by, and then look at what he calls us to. And in fact, I'm going to be flat out honest with you. When you look at what he's calling us to, it has to require, are you listening to me, a change of your heart. A change of your heart. So look with me at verse 38. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you, not to resist an evil person. But whoever slaps you on your right cheek, turn the other to him also. If anyone wants to sue you and take away your tunic, let him have your cloak also. And whoever compels you to go one mile, go with him too. Give to him who asks you, and from him who wants to borrow from you, do not turn away. What's going on here? Well, what we're going to do is we're going to take these verses and we're actually going to divide them into two sections. We're going to see, first of all, the human tendency. We're going to see that in verse 38. And then we're going to see the way of grace in verses 39 through 42. The human tendency, that's where we're at. That's what Jesus is addressing by saying, you've heard it said. And then we're going to see what he calls us to. And folks, I'm going to be flat out honest with you. What he calls us to, I just have one word for it, is radical. The response that he's calling us to, rather than wanting to get even, is just simply, flat out, listen to me, radical. Because what he's calling you to, you're going to listen to me and you're going to say, there's no way, George. No way. And I understand that. But let's consider what he's talking to him about. First of all, let's look at the human tendency. Jesus says this, verse 38, You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. He's quoting the law. He's quoting the law. He's quoting the Old Testament law, and it was a law that was given basically to kind of control people. What do you mean? Because our natural tendency is to what? React. So if you do me wrong... You hit me with a spit wad, I'm coming after you with a shotgun. That's our tendency, isn't it? And so the law was given so that really the retribution would be equal, not beyond what was happening. But our tendency is, you hurt me, I'm going to hurt you bad. So you don't do it again. And so here's what's going on. Here's the natural tendency. Our natural tendency is to what? Get even. Our natural tendency is to get even. Oh, I'm not like that, George. I just take it. No, 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 listen to me. Maybe from some people you take it, but from other people you don't. Does everybody understand that? Every one of us gets even. You, you kind of, that's why we have brains. We take assessments as to whether or not we can actually dish it back, right? And when we can give it back, we give it back with vengeance. Why? That's our natural tendency. It's just like swatting the mosquito or that pesky fly. We have a tendency to get back at people. In fact, haven't you heard the statement? We all know it. I don't get mad. I get even, right? That's our natural tendency. It comes from within us. From within us. And so here's the thing. We look to justify our anger. We look to justify our anger. In fact, you know, a lot of Christians actually know the eye-for-eye, tooth-for-tooth law. 
Why? Because we're the law and order crowd. Do you know what I'm saying? You think about the, la the last time you heard about somebody you know who got in trouble and you heard what their punishment was and how you reacted to it. Chances are you reacted to it by saying, well, they deserve that. They got what they're coming. Or they should have got more. How many of you sometimes say that? Don't raise your hand. We don't want to know who you are. Because it's all of us. You sit there and you say, they deserve it. Or they deserve my reaction. We have a tendency to want to get even, and we look to justify our anger. And here's the wonderful thing about Christians. We can find a Bible verse to justify it. Do you know what I mean? We can find a Bible verse to justify anything. So this is Jesus coming along, and he's saying, you know what, can I be honest with you folks here? Let me just stop for a moment. You're in perfect company with the Pharisees. You're in perfect company with the religious people who just do the outward action. Because there's nothing wrong with being a law and order person, is there, George? Well, maybe Jesus is calling us to something different. Actually, he is, isn't he? See, he's calling us, can I be honest with you, what we find ourselves doing when we want to get even, we're just going along with what the world says and how the world responds. And, and let me just say, how's that doing for the world? I mean, you think about the eye for an eye, tooth for tooth principle. That's keeping what's going on in the Middle East going on for centuries, hasn't it? You retaliate against me, I retaliate against you. So I retaliate against your retaliation. Some of you, can I be honest with you, it isn't the Middle East. Some of you are that way in your relationships. One reaction to another reaction. But God's calling us to something different. What's he calling us to? A way of grace. The way of grace, because if you have had a change of heart by coming to Jesus, there should be a change of your actions because of grace. So let's talk about this way of grace. We're actually going to spend a little bit of time here. There's, there's six things that come out of these verses. He's basically, can I be honest with you, in verses 39 through 42, he's giving us different scenarios of how to respond with grace rather than getting even. Different scenarios of how to respond with grace rather than getting even. So let's look at it. Look, first of all, verse 39. Look at what he says. But I tell you not to resist an evil person. What's going on here? Jesus is calling us to a different response. First thing, I got to tell you that. First thing you need to make a note of. If you want to, if you're taking notes there, you need to put a star by that point. When you think about your natural reaction, I'm being bit by the mosquito, and so I'm going to slap my hand or slap my arm, or, or try to obliterate it. That's a natural response. If you do me wrong, that's a natural response. You cut me off in traffic, I'm going to drive fast enough to get up beside you and then yell at you. Right? It's like some of you haven't done that. Or maybe you didn't drive fast enough to catch up with him, but you were still yelling. Right? That's a natural response. Here's what I want you to see. Jesus is calling us to, are you ready for this? A different response. But wait a minute now, George, you're getting a little too personal now. Like, I understand this Christianity thing, like, I'm saved, I'm forgiven, I'm going to heaven thing, but, you know, with these heart issue things, some of those other heart issue things were, they're were, they were okay, it's good for me to know, because I'm really not struggling with those issues. But now you're talking about something that we all struggle with? That's our natural tendency, and you're telling me that Jesus wants me to do something different? Yeah, he does. 
He wants you and I to have a different response to each other. And I'll be honest with you, folks. Of all places that this needs to take place is in the church. Because if you've been around church for a long time, like I've been a believer 30 years now, some of you have been around church a whole lot longer than that. Over the years, you've seen conflict and disagreements arise and junk happening, and you're kind of like shaking your head like, where did that come from? I'll be honest with you, it came from the whole issue of wanting to get even and our response to each other. And I'm going to be honest with you folks, here's reality. Jesus calls us to something different. So mark that down in your mind. What's he calling us to? Here's the second one. This is what is going to be difficult. He tells us not to get even with others. Don't get even with people. Well, you know, okay, I see that, George, but you don't understand what he did to me. You don't understand what he said. You don't understand how my life is more difficult because of this one person. You're right. I don't understand what you're going through. I don't understand the consequences of that in your life, but I do understand this. Jesus told us, and and look at how he specifically addresses what this person is. Look with me at verse 39. But I tell you not to resist, look at what he says there, an evil person. Jesus will even give you the fact that you would say that that person is evil. That the person who hurt you, the person who did that to you, the person who's making your life miserable right now, he's saying to you, yes, that's an evil person. All right, well, thank you, George. That's great to know. But look at what he's calling you to do. Don't resist them. Don't get even with them. Don't respond in your natural, normal way. That's difficult, George. How can you do that? How can you do that, George? I'm going to tell you, it's difficult for me. That's why I have to go to him and say, God, you called me to this. You, you want me to be this way. You have to help me to do this because every part of me wants to smack that mosquito and he's six foot tall down. Do you know what I mean? See, he tells us not to get even with others. And so he's going to now, to, to illustrate his point. The point is, I'm calling you to a different response. I'm calling you not to get even with others. He's going to give us three specific scenarios to help you to understand what he's talking about. Because he's calling us to, listen to me, the way of grace. So let's look at him. Verse 39. It's, it's the one, I hear this all the time. But whoever slaps you on the right cheek, turn the other to him also. I've heard so many people say, no, that's just impossible. Somebody comes up, slaps me on the face. I'm not just going to say, here it is. <laughs> Did you know what I'm saying? That just seems ridiculous. Okay, right here, you missed this side. Hey, you know, we can joke about that and say how ridiculous that is, but you're missing the greater point. You have to understand, and they're, they're an Eastern culture, Jewish culture, and so sometimes things are done And when they're done, they have a meaning to them. What do you mean, George? Well, so for instance, how many of you remember when uh, President uh, George W. Bush did a uh, press conference in Iraq that one time, and one of the reporters took off his shoes and threw the shoe at his face? Do you remember? Now, you and I would be like, what's the deal with that dude? Well, that had meaning in their culture. That had meaning that, that you were holding that, you were, he was holding George W. with contempt. Now, let me just stop for a moment. In the Jewish culture, to slap somebody on their face was a sign of contempt. So here's what Jesus is saying. Here's the principle. Here's what's going on here. He's saying, do not resist those 
who treat you with contempt. Do not resist us. See, that's the way of grace. You, you, when people treat you with contempt, you don't resist them. Now, let me just stop for a moment. You ever been treated with contempt? If you're alive, you have been. I'm sure somebody has, right? Who said, it hasn't happened. Trust me, just wait a little bit. It'll happen. Okay, it'll happen. It happens many times, doesn't it? And what's your reaction when somebody wants to treat you with contempt? What's your reaction? Here's, I'm going to tell you, it's a natural reaction because it hurts, right? It hurts when somebody treats you with contempt and, and you don't want to put up with it and you want to end it and so you're going to react towards it, right? Here comes Jesus and he says to you, look, I'm, you know, you've heard it said an eye for an eye because we can be the law and order crowd and say, you know, you treat me that way, I'm going to treat you that way. But Jesus says, but I say to you, I say to you, I'm calling you to something different. I say to you, don't you get even with that evil person. And when he slaps you on the face, you give him the other cheek. What's he talking about? Don't resist those who treat you with contempt. Wow. That really makes sense, doesn't it? That's really hitting rubber meets the road now. It talks about how you're going to react. Here's the second scenario. Look with me. And this one is... uh, obviously very evident in our culture today, right? If anyone wants to sue you and take away your tunic, let them have your cloak also. What does that got to do with anything? Well, you, we live in a culture today, how many times you've heard, I'll sue you! They'll want your what? Stuff! What's Jesus getting to here? Is he saying that you should just mindlessly, okay, you're going to sue me, go ahead and take it? He's got a greater principle here for us. And it has to do with how we respond to people. Because part of the problem is, is when you react towards people, can I be honest with you? It's not just that somebody has personally affronted you. It may be that they have damaged something that belongs to you, right? And and let's be honest, we're human beings. Everybody's different, but we all have different stuff that we hold to very strongly. Like, if you mess with my stuff, you're your history. What's he saying here? Here's what he's saying, folks. Hold on to your possessions loosely. See, the way of grace, the way of grace is not going to respond to everybody because I'm holding on to what I own loosely. Now, I'm going to be honest, this is one I struggle with. I'll be flat out honest with you. I struggle with this one. What do you mean, George? Well, Maybe it has to do with something of my upbringing or whatever. So like when I get something or when I buy something or whatever... You know, I, 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 I'm not one of those guys, oh yeah, you can borrow it. I'm not one of those guys. And, but then when somebody does borrow it or somebody, and, and, and they, they, uh, they break it, which inevitably happens when you let somebody borrow it. No, that doesn't. That's what I'm thinking, okay? I'm just talking about this where George is at, alright? Lori will tell you. I want an arm! Pay me back with your arm! And I've had to learn, I've had to learn, and, and thank God for the woman God gave me. I've, ha- I've got a great woman who'll say to me, relationships are more important, George. Hold on loosely. It's tough. But see, that's a hard issue, isn't it? It's a hard issue. Like, seriously, I mean, some of you could psychoanalyze it and say, what's your deal, George? Come on. Yeah, what's your deal? Because it might be something else with you. And you've got to learn to hold on loosely. That's the way of grace. Here's the third scenario. And whoever compels you to go one mile, go with him too. 
What in the world is he talking about there? Compels you to go one mile. Well, remember now, he's talking to a Jewish audience. And when he says this, he would, they would understand immediately what he's talking about. Now, you and I, we don't understand it because we don't understand what's going on there. Well, let me just explain to you. Palestine at this time was under occupation. By who, folks? The Romans. And they didn't have freedom like you and I would have freedom. The reality was this. A Roman soldier could compel, how about a better word, force you to do labor. And typically it was, you know, they had a lot of equipment and stuff to carry. And and if you're a big brute soldier and you have the ability to do this, I'm not going to carry all this. Bruce, you carry my stuff. And Bruce can't say, take a hike, buddy. He had to. Now, let me just, so if you, think about that for a moment. If, you, if you're living in a land where people are forcing you to carry their stuff for a mile, how would you feel about that? Would you be happy with that? What would your reaction be? I think you'd be angry, wouldn't you? I would be angry. And you'd want to get what? Even. So this is why I'm telling you that what Jesus is saying. Up to this point, it's been pretty radical, isn't it? What he's telling them to do here with this scenario is completely radical. Because here's what he's saying. If somebody compels you to go one mile, you give them two. Really? Because, you know, all of us understand fulfilling the obligation, right? All of us understand, well, I'll just do my obligation. Jesus is calling us to the way of grace in, in our relationships and how we deal with others to actually go beyond that and give them what? Two. Why? Not just for you folks, but for the person who's compelling you and what you're communicating to them. Because here's the difference. The fact is, is you have what? Jesus. And they need it. See, that's the way of grace. The way of grace. So here's the point. Choose to go beyond what is required. Choose to go beyond what is required. See, that's what's radical. That's what he's calling us to, folks. He's calling us to a response that's completely different than the natural kill that mosquito. Now, let me just stop for a moment. He's talking about human relationships. So the next time a mosquito bites you, be free to swat it. Okay? Don't try to apply these principles to the mosquito. He's not talking about mosquitoes here. He's talking about human relationship. George talked about mosquitoes. But you need to choose to go beyond what is required. So you say, okay, George, in the last few moments here, how do we wrap this up? What do we need to do with it? Well, let me give you two questions and an action point. Two things to think about, not just right now, but in general, and an action point. Number one, are you ready for this one? How do you handle offenses? I want you to think about that. How do you handle it when somebody offends you? When somebody does you wrong? When somebody hurts you? You don't really need to think about that too long, right? Because the fact of the matter is, is you have a response to it. How do, how, do you, how do you react to it? I mean, reactions are on different levels. So how are you reacting to it internally? You're a 
messed up cauldron of volcano ready to, ready to explode, right? To how, how do you react on the outside? Some of you, it's, it's a physical reaction. Some of you, it's silent treatment. Okay? Like you're just quiet. You got a problem. You know, the biggest joke I know from Lori's family is that her grandpa used to respond that way. He wouldn't talk to you. And, uh, and I remember one time we saw him in church and he said, you know, I was mad at you. I said, no, I didn't know that, Neil. He said, yeah, I didn't talk to you. And I said to him, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't even know. So he didn't talk to me for another couple months. So, uh, you know, so. How do you handle responses? Do you understand what I'm saying? How do you handle responses? You know? Here's the second one. This goes a little bit deeper. Do you allow your anger to control you? Ouch. I think we're honest with ourselves. And you need to be. A lot of our interactions with each other is controlled by our anger. Because of offenses. So can I, can I just stop for a moment? Stop, I want everybody to understand this. I tell people this, especially if they come to our church. So if you haven't heard this from me, you need to grasp what I'm going to say to you. I'm going to offend you. I'm going to hurt you at some point. I'm going to do something that will irritate you. What is it, George? I don't know yet what it is. You don't even know what it is. I'm just telling you it will happen. All right, so that's George talking to you. So we got that out of the way so everybody understand. Here, here's, here's, what, here's what I know. You're going to offend me. You're going to do me wrong. You're going to hurt me. Okay, we got that out of the way? Okay, I still love you. Okay, let me just stop for a moment. I want you to look around the room. Look around the room. Somebody here is going to hurt you. Somebody's going to do you wrong. Somebody is going to offend you. Somebody's going to make you angry. We got that out of the way? Now here's what we need to understand. You cannot allow your anger to control you. Because that's what we do. It's our natural tendency. In fact, we've got a whole culture that encourages you to don't let anybody mess with you. Is your anchor controlling you? Jesus is calling us to something different, folks. He's calling us to change our hearts. So how do we do that, George? Well, here's the action point. Here's what we need to do. And, and, and really, the beginning point, as always, is prayer. And you need to ask the Spirit to help you to respond to others with grace. You need to ask the Spirit to help you. Holy Spirit, help me not to react in my anger, but help me to respond with grace. Now, how do I do that, George? Well, he gave us three scenarios right here, didn't he? Hold on loosely. Don't react. Go beyond what's required. That's what he's calling us to, folks. 
That's the heart issue. Thank you for being with us this morning. And we trust that today's message has been both challenging and an encouragement to your heart. At Kerwinsville Christian Church, a warm welcome is always extended to you. We're located at 700 State Street, Kerwinsville, Pennsylvania. For more information about our ministry, please visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. Now, on behalf of George Cannon and the entire church family, we hope that you will look to the Heavenly Father in all that you face this coming week.